The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. It's a Wednesday. Ajay, it's been kind of a gloomy day. Normally, I see big, fat, fluffy flakes, and I get excited. I'm gonna see my big, fat, fluffy face. <laughs> but can do there. But there were dark clouds, and it wasn't just because of the th- what was happening with the weather. Uh, rough night last night for Utah State. What would that have to do with dark clouds? It was a rough game for the Aggies. It was depressing. So. So, like, the Aggies win and they light the A blue, but the Aggies lose and the dark clouds from the weather decide to, like, loom in? Yes. Seemed appropriate timing. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you know, can it, can I pull open the veil just a little bit of a conversation you and I had? I think it was a day. It was yesterday, actually. Um, where we talked about... Like, this Aggie team needs to be ready to go. No, it was Monday we had this conversation about how this Aggie team needs to be ready to go because Air Force is going to present some problems with a little bit of juice, being at home, having Utah State in their house. It had some promotions going on. Um, and, Utah, and, of course, Air Force plays a lot of guys. They have a quality high scorer in, in Lavelle Scotty, but he wasn't even the high scorer last night. And then all of a sudden, well, and we talked about watch out for the Swan kid. I mean, yeah, he's going off. Ryan lately. Swan, thirty-one leads all. I but I still found myself asking after the game, what in the world happened? Last year's Craig Smith team doesn't lose by nineteen. They get themselves back on track. They fix it. They get back at it, and we're we're okay. Um, I tweeted this out yesterday in response from somebody asking what's going on. I think, and I, Eric, I saw your Twitter account explode. (laughs) I saw my Twitter account kind of get lively as well. And the main question people want to know that I wish we could answer, but we can't, we can spec, well, not speculate, we can give our opinion, is, is what is going on, right? Lose to UNLV by 17 on the road. You get beat at home by San Diego State in a hard-fought game, but then you turn around on short rest and get throttled by Air Force in the second half. Um, and I think people, that was the question, is what's going on? And I saw your answers trying to help people understand from your side, you know, point of view. I was trying to help people understand from my point of view. The thing is, is that I think there's more to it than three games in seven days, injuries, and playing decent opponents. Because this doesn't happen to a Craig Smith team. This shouldn't happen to a Craig Smith team with an incredible amount of talent returning to the court from last year's squad. Did Quinn Taylor and Dwayne Brown Jr. make that much of a difference? Well, and I have to qualify what you had to say there that against quality opponents. San Diego State is definitely a quality opponent. Yeah. UNLV and Air Force, nope. obviously they're better than we give yeah. them credit for, yep. but a 199 net ranking for Air Force going into last night? UNLV was about the same, if not worse. When they played him a week ago? Did you... Look, I saw the chance of there being... I'm going to call it an upset. I saw the chance of there being an upset. I didn't see a 19-point you-know-what kicking. 
Sam Merrill was shut out in the second half. He was great in the first half. And, and that's the problem, is that when you shut Sam Merrill down, you're not getting anything from anybody else. Brock Miller finally, you know, he came alive with four threes. Right. We, we've been... We've been yearning for yeah. somebody at the guard position to provide offense. And that happened. But if you would have told me that he would have been the leading scorer for Utah State. I would have laughed at you. Said, oh. Brock Miller was 5-10 uh, from the field. All five came from deep. He was 1-2 at the charity stripe. He had 16 points. Uh, he had three rebounds. Abel Porter was a nightmare. 0-3 from the field. All shots were from deep. He had two rebounds. He had two rebounds. He only had, oh, he had three turnovers. You see, and that's the thing, man. They lost by 19, but they only turned over the ball nine times. Right. It wasn't. Air Force turned over the ball 13 times. It's not like they were mishandling the ball or necessarily sloppy. Now, Namish again was in foul trouble. Man, Namish just can't get his legs back. I get, I mean, it's going to take him longer than everybody thought it would. It's good to have him back, but it's just not there yet. I thought the guys on the broadcast on the ESPN2, I thought they described it appropriately. Namish Keta is playing like a guy who is just starting to get back into things in early November. He looks like yeah. he's in early November yeah. shape yep. in understanding what's going on around him and how he is physically. Because consider all the times that he's missed. He hasn't played a lot of games with his teammates. Because he was out of position. He was playing a lot of defense with his hands. He got into foul trouble. Uh, because he was out of position, Air Force had a lot of easy trips to uh, easy slam dunks. Utah but State lid. I mean, there's something fundamentally that's going on that we're not I, yeah. seeing. Utah State, it's uncharacteristic. Well, and the thing is that Utah State, Eric, led by as much as 12 with about 345 left in the half. Right. First half, things were going pretty well for and the then, well, well, they were in the first half, and then that final media timeout, the water veil just broke open. All of a sudden, Air Force goes on a 7-0 run. Uh, they, they get a three from Lavelle Scotty, but then Amish picks up his third foul on a stupid foul, too, uh, shoving uh, an Air Force guy. Um... And then, so they really get five points out of it. Uh, I know, actually, he missed, well, he made one or two, so they got four points out of it. Um, it was like a 7 or 8 0 run. Aggies didn't score in the final four minutes, 408 to be exact. I mean, that was just, that was disastrous. And then in the second half, it just, I mean, it, it, it spilled over. Aggies were at one point, one of their last eight. Uh, oh, their last six, four turnovers in the 532 mark, and the Falcons run an 18 to three run in the last four minutes and 32 seconds. <laughs> I don't know what to it, tell you, man. I don't know. It, I don't know what I'm supposed to tell you. I don't know what to tell the listeners. By the I way, know everybody's I, like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I and saw your like, Twitter exploding. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I saw your Twitter exploding it's so with people. And you're just. You're trying to find an answer. I even texted uh, somebody and I said, <laughs> "I said, oh my gosh, that's all I said is, oh my gosh." And then he he texted back and said, "I got nothing for you." 
Uh, by the way, we do want to hear everybody else's opinion as well at 435-339-0321 to text in. That's 435-339-0321 to text in. Or you can call in at 435-752-1069 and call in again at 435-752-1069 or 435-339-0321 to text in. Uh, again, I just, I, I'm blown away that a 19-point loss happened to Air Force. I feel like, and a couple of people, I saw tweets about this, kind of referred back to the Duryea time of that. Not good. Uh, I'm not sure if it's that painful right now, but it is concerning. This is the first time since we, the first time that we've lost at least three straight since January 2017. It's the first time we've lost back-to-back games to under 500 teams since 2014, I believe, or 15. It's been that long since we lost back-to-back games versus 500 or worse teams. And that's what we just did. I guess two of the three losses were to teams under 500. I shouldn't say back-to-back, excuse me. Yeah, two of the three. What is it, man? In the two road losses, the games really weren't even that close. It didn't feel like. Uh, It's just Utah State... Was, I don't know. Uh, it just felt like they just didn't have the same level of energy that Air Force had. Air Force was running their plays. They were doing their backdoor cuts. They were getting their looks. Um, I mean, we'd heard about what, what a great three point shooting team this is. And they did put up, you know, a good number of shots, but it's not like that killed the Aggies. I mean, they put up 25 three-point attempts. USU put up 28. But I felt like USU's attempts were desperation shots trying to get back into the game. Air Force shots were within the flow of what they were trying to do. I mean, outside of what Swan did, the type of game that he had, it's not like anybody, they had a bunch of guys that just went off, but they had one guy that had a heck of a game. Everybody else pretty much held in check. Great, because guess what? Here's what your total points are from Utah State. Bean had six. He was shut down completely. I don't know, man. He's not right healthy-wise. You could tell it. it's getting at him. Six points and only five boards. Uh, nine from Keta. 10 from Merrill, nothing from Abel, 16 from Brock. Barstow had 5, 4 from Groupfall, 3 from Anderson, 5 from Brito, 2 from Dorius, and nothing from Kuba, who didn't even, he played one minute. That's the other thing, man. Like, here's your bench play, right? Roche had 3 minutes. Diogo played 25, and Anderson played 18, so I guess it wasn't as bad as I thought. One minute from Kuba. Uh, Dorius... Played nine. I don't know. I don't know. You know what to say. Like I, I didn't expect to come into this show to talk about a loss. I did not see that coming. The and I'm and the thing is, is that I keep saying, Eric, it will fix itself, right? I and I, I mean, you you get you know bombarded by Aggie fans, and they want to know too. And I when I when people come talk to me, I just say, oh, it'll fix itself. We'll be all right, dude. I don't know. Last night, we're saying, look, they've lost two in a row, but 
we believe this team's going to turn it around. They'll be just fine. Don't hit the panic button yet. Well, <laughs> what a difference 24 hours makes. I don't know that I'm like, you know, hitting the panic button, like, get me out of here. But, man, my hand's over the button. I'm ready to push pretty hard. Um, part of me thinks that the, the concerns that we had, the concerns that we voiced six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, are manifesting themselves now. Yeah. This was a team that had a very, very short rotation. Only two guys were coming off the bench. Sam Merrill was playing 39, 40 minutes a game. And that um and it was they were winning at the time. But the, there wasn't much of a bench that was developed. They didn't get in a lot of time, they didn't get opportunities to play meaningful minutes. And now we're at a stretch of games here where those guys, those starters, or those guys who were playing those significant minutes six weeks ago are hurt. They're banged up. They're running on fumes. And now you got these other guys that are coming in that they're, they're trying to do what they can when they're in there, but they don't have the same... Rhythm, understanding, expectation, familiarity. I don't know. Make your list, whatever it is. Yeah. But uh, Sam looked like he was just <clears throat> on fumes. Yeah, Sam, Sam looks and like he's, he's... He's still trying to compete. I mean, he's a gamer. He wants to get out there and, and do some things, but he wasn't getting calls. He was getting... They were throwing bodies at him. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think people are kind of starting to figure it out, and that's a great point you bring up. Like people are gonna say, well, Sam only had ten. You got you got shut in the second half. Then you're not watching the game. There's more to it than Sam getting shut in the second half. They're doubling him. There, I mean, there's look when he comes around a screen, right? There is someone shadowing. It's like football. There's a there's this there's the cornerback right on him playing tight coverage, like right at the line of scrimmage, as if he's to even get by. And there's a safety on top of that, and he's ready to you know get physical with him as well. And it's the same thing. Wherever Sam goes, there's someone right there. And if Sam if Sam is looking for a spot to get to, there's someone right there as well. There's always somebody there. And then you're right. They're buying up Sam. They're being physical with him. And it's crazy to say this. And I, I know it sounds more arrogant than anything. But that's the Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. And you guys can't take care of him. When I say you guys, I mean the referees. And I'm being dead serious, too. That the referees can't give him some of these calls. Because I'll tell you what, Zion Williamson last year got those calls. Jean Morant got those calls. JJ Reddick got those calls. I mean, I could go on with a list of superstars who, time in and time out, refs took care of him. And there's such thing. There is definitely such thing. Sam has not been able to get a call, honestly. For most of this year. And uh, and it's frustrating to watch. And I feel bad for him. Look, he's, and you're right. He's a gamer. He's a computer. He's a baller. He's He goes out there and puts 110% into every single minute he's out on the court. But sometimes it's just, it's so much and it's too much. To ask him to carry the scoring load, to ask him to carry the team, and to do it without 
getting you know at least one or two calls go your way. Uh, 103.8 texts in. Aggie's up 12 with two to three minutes in the half. I shut it down. I have no answer except get better soon, Aggies. Well said. <laughs> when they're up 12 with three minutes in the half, that's 99.9% of the time a win for Craig Smith's squad, right? Well, it was a 9 o'clock tip-off. I'm sure there were a lot of people that Aggie's up by double digits. Looks like Air Force really isn't that great like we didn't like we thought they were. All right, let's turn it off. Let's read about it the next day. Then you turn, <laughs> you open up the phone, visit go to CashValleyDaily.com. See Cash Valley Daily. Wait. Aggies lose by what? 19 in Air Force. What? <laughs> uh, Is this a, did I have a bad dream? <laughs> yeah. Is Cash Valley Daily not working? Hold on. You pound your computer for a few minutes. Refresh, and refresh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I swear to life, this happened. I woke up this morning and I was like, "That." I'm like, "All right, Aggies got to get in against Air Force." I really, I got out this morning thinking that I was like, "Yeah, okay, Aggies got to get against Air Force tonight, nine o'clock tip off. They're gonna be ready to go. Can't wait." And I just kind of kept telling myself that, and I, I, I hopped on my phone and was getting ready to get some notes done for, for you know, for Twitter fans, and just you're writing it out and you're thinking, "What in the world happened?" And I actually rewatched some of the game. I didn't rewatch all of it. I just rewatched some of the second half, um, just to see. And, and I mean, give credit to Air Force. They they shot three after three after. I mean, what was their freaking total? They were they from deep were eight of twenty five. But the ones they hit are the ones that pull it away. That's how it got away from them. Isn't it crazy that Brock Miller kept him in it? Does that mind boggle you at all? Boy, if, if he didn't have the night that he had. Oh, dude, this is this is a 20-something, 30-point oh, loss. Yes. Would have been a bloodbath. But I are, are we really saying that right now? <laughs> Brock Miller kept us in the game? Sam did what he could. God bless his soul. But when your point guard can't score, your big man's in foul trouble, your other big man's not playing, uh, and... Just nothing's fault. And by the way, there are some really awkward shots taken. Barristow took one that wasn't great. It was like a fallaway Dirk Nowitzki lookalike, and it just looked a lot worse than that. Uh, Bean took a weird one, too. He looked like Bill Cartwright when he took the shot, which is not a good thing. Uh, and Dorius on a fast break. Or no, no. Beans was on a fast break. Dorius was a turn to the spin right, and it almost looked like he shot it with like the wrong hand. And I don't even think it hit rim. I think it hit a backboard, if I remember right. And it's just, it's just stuff they just seem like out that, of sorts. Man. They seem out of sorts. Yeah, and, it, but it, that's confidence. Not- confidence is such an interesting aspect of any sport. It is such an important aspect of it. Teams that have confidence keep finding ways to win in tight situations. Teams with low confidence always seem to lose, no matter. How the cards are stacked. But when has this team been in such a little confidence? Look, but, just, I mean, we went toe-to-toe with San Diego State and really, I mean, gave them everything we had. But, IJ, but, um, is this a team that had such high hopes of having to be able to achieve such great things and build on what they did a year ago, and then it started to slip away, the loss at St. Mary's, the loss against the in-state rival at BYU, and then you lose... You have a bad night against UNLV, and it starts to compound itself then. And 
now those, I mean, the hopes of being an at-large team are pretty much out the window right now. What do you mean out the window? They're gone. They're, they're gone. Someone put it in a bonfire and it's in ashes now. No, no, no. The only way Let me make to, something extremely clear. They are not getting an at-large bid. The only way to revive it is if they win the rest of their games by double-digit margins. Like I said, we are not getting an at-large bid. The way they're playing now, I don't see that. No, they aren't winning the rest of their games. Give me a break. They got to go to San Diego State. They got to go to New Mexico. They got to go to Nevada. They aren't winning the rest of their games. They ha- and by the way, and, and I, I hate to tell you this, but if they drop into that five-seed market for the Mount West Conference Tournament, guess what? They get San Diego State in like round two. And if they lose to San Diego State in round two, not only do they not get an NCAA tournament berth, Eric, they don't get an NIT berth. And then instead of marking it as one of the most exciting Aggie basketball seasons in Aggie men's history, we're marking it as one of the most shocking and disappointing seasons ever. Ever. And this honestly probably would top the season where Aggies went undefeated in conference play in Big West, then lost in their bye, after their bye game to Cal State Northridge, then didn't make the tournament even though they were a ranked team. This would probably surpass that for a team to not make the NIT. Well, in, in that year, there was outrage that was directed towards the NCAA. Oh, dude, I broke my damn TV that night. I was pissed. But But... This year, obviously, there's still more to be done. Hopefully, they can salvage something. But this year, it's a it's about the expectations that everybody built up about this team coming into this year. So it's it's all on us. It's all on how we felt about this team and what the university was was selling us. And it's not like they were wrong. No, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. They didn't do anything wrong in what they did. I mean, look who they had coming back. Look what they did a year ago, and everybody that was back, and then the new additions. I'm just terrified. One of the biggest teams in the NCAA. Yeah. Thought, boy, this team's going to wreck everybody. So here's my question. Give me, because i got to leave before the 5 o'clock hour, let's talk positives. One, we're not out of the Mountain West Conference yet, right? We're, we're, I mean, we, we're, we, yes, we are 2-3. and three. That's not great. Until the Mountain West Conference tournament is concluded. Yeah, we're, correct. we still have a shot. Now you, but that also goes to say that San Jose State still has a shot. Nevada has a shot. Everybody has a That's shot at this right. point. Everybody. But again, we can rebound. The other good news: we get Nevada at home. I don't know how much good news that is. Or three, you know, they play San Jose State tonight at San Jose State. San Jose State's been playing real spoiler. They're a very good basketball team, better than many thought. I still like the chance that we're at home. Secondly, you get Air Force again at home. You get San Diego State at San Diego State. You get New Mexico at New Mexico. Uh. There's, I mean, not all is lost. And two, again, I cannot explain enough, Craig Smith is a dang good basketball coach. Craig Smith is an excellent basketball coach. Austin Hanson, Eric Peterson, and his staff, Jesse Johnson, I mean, just the crew is really good. They're going to fix things. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it'll be sooner than later. They will fix this. Uh, they will we write the hope. ship and we'll be okay. And it's what we certainly hope. I mean, there are... It is a slightly different coaching staff than it was a year ago. Does that make that much of a difference? No, I don't know. No, I don't think no. so because it still comes from the top. Dave Ragland is a great guy. He's a great assistant. I mean, he's smart as, as could be. This team's going to work hard. They're going to get. They're going to get it figured out, and we'll be okay. I just we want it to be sooner than later. I have faith in Craig Smith. I have faith in his coaching staff uh, that they'll be able to help these players get right. Speaking of getting right, they need to extremely get healthy quick. All right, we need to do this. We need to take a step aside. Coming up after the break, 
Full Court Press movie quiz. Oh, that's right. Yes. I'm we, so excited. We need something to distract us from yes. what took place. Yes. I don't know if this is the remedy. It, it just may make oh, things... Oh, it will be the remedy. It just might make things worse. It will be the remedy. It might make us feel even worse for having listened to it. It'll be the medicine. It is cough medicine. It's to cough your cough. Grandpa's cough medicine? <laughs> Suck it up on grandpa's cough medicine? Uh, then coming up also later on in the show... We continue our previews of Region 11 teams. Yes. Region 11 play begins on Friday for the boys. We'll hear from Mountain Crest. AJ Knight. <laughs> it ticks him off every time he hears that. Uh, then uh, that'll be uh, coming up a little bit. We'll hear about Mountain Crest coming up at uh, the top of next hour. We'll hear about Green Canyon. So a lot of different things to get to uh, throughout the day. The Full Court Press movie quiz. Come on, give me that, you pumpkin pie haircut freak. It's uh, one of my favorite lines. That was, but that's coming up next. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. Full court press on a Wednesday. We're going to put the Utah State Aggies on the oh, back burner Oh, what the for crap Wednesday. Yeah. That's probably a very appropriate way to put it. Um, we got the Region 11 basketball previews coming up in just a moment. But before we get into that, we've got uh, full court press movie quiz. We sure do. It's been a little while since we've had that. This is the segment everybody's been waiting for. And now, your feature presentation, starring the Brown Mamba, AJ Salveson. You're going to play it again. <laughs> Try again, loser. All right. You ready? I think it sounded better than what you were doing, but. Okay, I'm ready. I'm not. Like I said, we need we need distractions from what happened last night. So. <laughs> I can't look at Adam the intern. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Why were you practicing before? <laughs> Here you go. No laughing. Oh, no! Baseball players ride up on their bikes. Meet the scrubs. It's easy, to, it's easy when you play with a bunch of rejects and a fat kid, Rodriguez. Shut your mouth, Phillips. Won't you say crap face? I said you shouldn't even be allowed to touch a baseball. Except for Rodriguez. You're all an insult to the game. Come on! We'll take you on right here, right now! Kids behind them, sh- all shouting in agreement. Yeah, come on! We play on a real diamond porter. You ain't good enough to look the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer. Poss licker. What? Fart smeller. You eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam. You bob for apples in the toilet. And you like it. You play ball like a girl. 
What'd you say? You heard me. Tomorrow. Noon. At our field. Be there, Buffalo butt breath. Count on a pee drinking crap face. <laughs> yeah! What's the movie? It's like you have Tourette's over there <laughs> when you shout out like curse words and you can't help yourself. What is that movie? Um, Shut up. You know what it is. I'm trying to think of its name. No way. Shut up. You know what it is. If someone texts in at 435-339-0321 and gets it before Eric, you win. I'll get you a prize of some sort. I'll hook you up. 435-339-0321. If you can text in right now and tell me what it is. It's not okay. the Sandlot. I don't remember that much. Okay. So which one is it? So what is that? I guess I should have. Not which one. That wouldn't make sense. Maybe it's Sandlot 2. That's your final answer? Sure. Let's go ahead and play the audio, Eric. You gotta wait Is this for really going to do anything here? Or are we just going to listen to some tunes? For a little are you making fun of this song? No, it's a great tune. You're disrespectful. I just thought you were going to play a movie clip, not just a soundtrack. This is part of the movie clip. What are you yeah, whining it's about? It's easy when you play with a bunch of rejects and a uh, fat kid, Rodriguez. Shut your mouth, Phillips. What'd you say, crap face? I said you shouldn't even be allowed to touch a baseball. Except for Rodriguez, you're all an insult to the game. Come on! We'll take you on right here, right now! Come on! Plan a real diamond porter. You ain't good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer. Puss licker. Fart smeller. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mixed your weeds with your mama's toenails. Yeah. <laughs> you bought grapples in the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl. <laughs> Long, awkward silence. <laughs> what did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow. Noon. At our field. Get the buffalo butt breath. Count on it, pee-drinking crap face! Yeah! yeah. Let's go! Huh, you can cut out. <clears throat> so what's your, what's, what's your final answer? Is it a sandlot? It is. It is a sandlot. It sand is a sandlot. Yep. I just don't remember that exchange there you with, the, with the creative insult. Are you serious? I know. I don't. It's been a little while since I've Good seen that night. show. 6843 texted in with that answer, the sandlot, and he actually did it before you did. And so in that regard, uh, 6843 will take care of you. I'll, uh, I'll shoot you a message. Ow. You shoot you. You shoot him a message. Eating swallower. You four-eyed temp. Ow. All right. 
It is. A That's standalone. a classic movie, though. That you don't even know what it is. You don't even remember. I do. Remember. You probably think that like the guy. No, you probably don't. You you probably think it's like, you know, let me guess. You probably think it's where the uh, kid breaks his arm too later in the movie, then throws a hundred miles an hour. Right. That's right. Yeah, he comes in later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's the rookie. No, it's a Sandlot. <laughs> All right. Filmed in Utah. AJ Knight. Oh yeah. By the way, yeah, it is filmed in Utah. Um. AJ Knight, play by play voice for the Mountain Crest Mustangs. We want to join him now, or do you want to join him after the no, break? Let's take a quick step let's take aside. A quick break, and, come back, uh, and let's get, get a, some Region Eleven basketball. Yeah, absolutely. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press, one hundred six nine FM, thirteen ninety AM. The fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, one hundred six nine FM, thirteen ninety AM. The fan. Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Also streaming online, 1069thefan.com. That's also where you can find past episodes. Generally speaking, they're uploaded after the show. Uh, Tonight, who knows it, what's going to happen. It'll be, it'll be my, I've got things to go do, <laughs> and uh, I need to actually sports be things. there. You know, Yeah, i got sports things to go do, and I need to be there actually a little bit earlier because, yeah, it was my fault last week that things kind of went to crap, so... I got to go early today. Um, it's but, okay. We only blamed you behind your back. Oh, I know what you say behind my back. I'm very well aware. It's, it's yeah, it's very, we have people who send the message to me about okay, what good. you think of. I was worried he wasn't getting through. AJ Knight over here on our <laughs> uh, on my right, uh, really, really good uh, good guy. Um, well, sort of a good guy. He's the play-by-play voice <laughs> of the Mountain Crest Mustangs. Uh, also, uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, VFX morning co-host. I've actually done a couple shows with you. It's been a blast. I have more fun with you than I have with Eric. Oh, Eric's, I know. Eric's like Steve Young. He's just really tense, you know, and intense and it scares you. And Steve no Young? offense, Eric, I'm sure you're not, but Steve Young's overrated. I, you know, I'd take Steve Young's paycheck. I don't care what yeah, y'all think. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Steve Young's overrated? Massively. Really? He's big time. So was Drew Brees. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of his numbers are inflated in, a, in years that he uh, they didn't win anything. I think Tom Brady's numbers are much more impressive. Well, so do I. Good. We'll end on that note right there. Um, AJ, uh, Mountain yes, Crest sir. basketball is off to a uh, rough rough start. Yeah. Um, and uh, we what? We got one win over Century. Uh, what seems to be? Let's just be right out flat out honest. What seems to be the issue as of right now? I think last year uh, when they had Cordell Welch, they had a go-to guy, and so when things got tough, they had a guy that could go get him a bucket and, and score some tough points. And, and last year their rotation was only about seven players deep, and then they lost five of those guys. So uh, Marshall Nethercott, I think early on stepped into those shoes a little bit, but. Um, not being a guard, I think it, they've struggled to kind of find the right offense to maximize him. And he, he still averages, I think, about 15 points a game. But outside of him, I think you're, you're seeing a lot of players who don't have a ton of varsity experience still trying to figure out their way, fit into a role. The, uh, the, this is a team that's had some games that they're kind of in, but there's been a lot of games where they haven't. Been in. It's, you talk about trying to find a role. Is it just trying to find the right rotation of guys? Is Coach Anderson still uh, trying to figure that out? Or I, I think so because I think so early. I think the first three or four games he played. Uh, I think about nine, ten guys. Then in the Preston tournament and a little bit before that, he stretched it out to I think he he cut it down to about seven. 
And then since then, they've been uh, trying to, it seems like, expand the rotation. There's been a couple of players that um, that uh, have um, seen some minutes that didn't early on in the season. So I still think he's just he's trying to find a spark. Archibald, Caleb Archibald, who's a starter last year, um, and this year didn't play last night, and then they lost uh, Braden Burnside, who was a starter at the beginning of the season, to an elbow injury. So they are also kind of down two of their more seasoned players they were going to count on. Where is this team in regards? I mean, as you get ready for region play, you, you start with a, a tough one at Logan. Really, it's it, it's playing at Logan's always tough. Logan Brown's a great coach. What are you seeing? I guess in your mind of how Mountain Crest can compete in this region. Obviously, not region champs, but maybe. I don't know, third or fourth spot if it's available. I think they've had moments where they're aggressive on offense. They have some ball handlers that um, have had the ability from time to time to get to the hoop. It just seems like there's still some hesitation. Uh, really, the, I think that the main difference, if you look at some of those games where they're in them and some of them are not, is turnovers is a big part of it. They, they, I mean, they had a game against Hunter last Friday where they were in the game for most of it. Third quarter, they started turning the ball over. And then in the, in the second half, they had 16 total turnovers, finished with 25, and Hunter just took it from there and ran away with the game. Um, but it's been turnovers. And then foul shooting, they were shooting pretty well at the beginning of the season, and they just have really struggled from the line. And so even when they're aggressive, they haven't been able to cash in on it. But mostly, I think, turnovers. They have these moments where it seems like their offense seems to stall, and then they start turning the ball over, and all of a sudden, a, lead, a game that's close gets stretched to a huge lead, and then they, they just don't have the offense right now to come back from those. I'm sorry, turn my microphone back on. So, uh, Marshall Nethercott uh, seems to be pretty consistent with what he brings every game. Uh, maybe that's not a fair assessment, but uh, it seems like – are there – is it just the team's trying to find that second or third option that's just not there? Or they yeah, I, I really think what it is is Nethercott has his averaged pretty consistently. He, he started out about 20, and he's he stayed in the high teens – He's really struggled to get going in the first half. I think his teams have keyed in on him, and then he's done some more damage late after games have sort of gone the other way. And it, it really is, I think they're looking for second and third option. I think they have like four players that are averaging under five points, and those are their second scores. And so they've had six players, I think, now score in double digits at least once. Uh, Nethercott has like, I think in total, it's like 15 times they've had a player score in double digits. Nethercott has like eight of them. And so they've had players that have put up double-digit games. They just haven't found someone to consistently be a second option and a third option. And that's really where the struggle has come. What's the um, what's the right way to say it? What's the, the youth or the age of the team? Because we've seen we're, – we're talking about Ridgeline yesterday, and there are a lot of younger players that right. are playing. Uh, so Skyview has a little more senior leadership with yeah. what their team looks like right now. What does the Mountain Crest makeup look like? They're mostly upperclassmen. In fact, a lot of the 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 main seven was what it was. They've kind of expanded the rotation. Last few games are, are seniors. And so it's really interesting because last year it was the same thing. They played about seven guys, and I think four of them are seniors. This year I think four of their top seven are seniors. And so um, it's an interesting uh interesting way that the rotations have been built the last couple of years because I just stepped into the Mountain Crest play-by-play last year, and so I'm just kind of curious as to how that came about because, uh, like I said, a lot of the guys that are playing heavy varsity minutes this year haven't seen a ton of varsity time before this season. This is, um, um, this is a Mountain Crest team that has done a lot of different things in the past. Uh, they've had some players. Uh, another Cot's older brother was uh, was a great player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been changes with with, the, with this coaching staff. Uh, th- 
hard to put uh, too much indicate or indict a coaching staff for what's going on here with this team. But is there? Do you see other glimpses of this team? Like this guy's maybe coming off the bench and like he shows glimpses that give him a little more time. Maybe he could develop into something, or is it? This is a team that it is what it is, and they're going to struggle much of the rest of the year. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, there, like I said, there's been a few players that have had some double-digit games. Uh, Tanner Tanner Bones got a nice shot. He just seems to struggle to find it at times. Andrus has a decent shot, and he's been a pretty good ball handler. Um, Nick uh, Nick Lefevre came off the bench and played a lot in the fourth quarter against Box Elder last night and had some really nice moves. I think they have players that have some skills in place. I just um, I don't know if it's lack of confidence or or maybe they're just still finding their spot in the offense. I think they can take a step forward, but I think um, Coach Kevin Anderson still seemed to be kind of trying to find his rotation, so I don't know how quickly they'll be able to improve. This might be just what the team is this season. Uh, so region play, like you mentioned, starts on Friday. Uh, Mountain Crest is going to be starting on the road yep. at Logan. So if folks want to tune in, even if you're not calling the broadcast, we still have Mountain Crest on a designated channel. How yeah. can folks find them? Yeah, it's on uh, 107.7 KLZX. And then Owl, of course, have it because Logan's at home. You sound so disappointed, too. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, you can also, by the way, find it on our stream. We have a stream, right? You can go to catchfightdaily.com, go to local sports schedule, the high school menu, or basketball menu. You can find all the streams. Click on the stream and get to listen to the great AJ Knight. He's really good, by the way. I remember one time, I was calling the Bear River game last year, and you remember this. We were, he was yeah. calling from Mountain Crest, and like kids were like, getting his autograph because it was AJ Knight, right? Oh, my gosh. It's AJ Knight. Wow. whoopity dee <laughs> Well, they were getting his autograph, so he's sitting there, and I'm not even freaking kidding you. He's sitting there signing autographs, still calling the game. It was one of the most incredible things. I'm like looking over and like I'm like on dead air because I'm not even talking. And I'm like, huh. And he's all like, uh, yeah, he goes, hey, Fawn's back on the right wing. Now takes a dribble to the left side, gives to White Roll, left wing three is good. There you go, kid. Thanks. <laughs> 75-45, Bear River leading right now. With yeah, Bear River won that one pretty comfortably. <laughs> That's probably why he wasn't too interested. No, but uh, just just freaking talent. All Meanwhile, over the you're place. like trying to hand out candy to kids in the dark. In the okay, in dude, the park. I had to get rid of that bucket of candy. <laughs> Do you understand? And I, I saw tw- I saw seven little kids who were probably trick or treating. So I said, "Hey, kids, I've got a bucket of candy for you." What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> they ran over to me. I didn't go to them. Mar- they came to me. Only marginally awkward. Yeah. <laughs> they came to me, and they wanted a bucket of candy. AJ, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having Best me. Best of luck with your broadcasts with the Mountain Crest Mustangs. Thank you. We are actually really wishing you sincere luck. Uh, you, I mean, they're dead last right now in RPR rankings. Certainly you hope that they get some things figured out because you don't want anybody in the region to struggle like that. No, no so not at all. We no, all that hope was that one Mountain Crest get something no. going. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, AJ. And yep. again, 107.7 FM for all the Mountain Crest games, whether they're home or away. But if they are home, you can hear AJ Knight call the games. All right. Uh, coming up, starting in about 5 o'clock hour, we'll hear about the Green Canyon Wolves. Craig Hislop will pop in and join us to give us a preview of what's been going on for them as region play gets started on Friday. It was a bunch of Snicker bars and Milky Ways, too. Like, it was good candy. I don't know what the big deal is here. Okay. Uh, weird. All right. Uh, We'll, we'll switch. We'll go from uh, we've talked about the, the college, we've talked about high school, we'll talk about the pros. Coming up next, Utah Jazz in action later tonight. 
Uh, who are they facing and what's on the line for the Jazz? Coming up next to the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full port, full port press, full court press. I'm all tongue tied. Rolling on. Uh, appreciate AJ Knight for popping in and joining us, letting us know about Mountain Crest. Kind of a struggling season for them right now. Hopefully, they get some things figured out and turned around. Region play begins for them on Friday, and those games can be heard on 107.7 FM. Regardless if they're home or away, you can always hear them. It may be a different play-by-play guy calling the game, depending on where it is located. But nonetheless, all the games will be there, or you can stream them online. And uh, we have the, the the links. You can find the uh, local high school sports schedule on CashValleyDaily.com. It has the full schedule, what stations are covering what schools, and uh, links to listen live wherever you are, and to share that with whomever you want, if they're out of state or out of the area. So even if you're not in the broadcast area, you can still listen. So Utah Jazz, we're going to have them on tonight here on The Fan. They take on the New York Knicks. Uh, Game is at 7 o'clock. It's a home game. Jazz have been away for a little bit. They've got a few games at home here and then over the next couple of days. Then they go back out on the road again. But uh, taking on the New York Knicks tonight, we'll have pregame coverage here on The Fan starting at 6.50 with David Locke. Tip-off will be at 7. And uh, uh, having... Intern Adam pop in as he's been doing some research on the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz facing the Knicks tonight. Jazz favored by 14 and a half. They're playing really well right now. But uh, as we've seen, the Jazz have let some mediocre to less than mediocre teams hang with them. And I remember Jerry Sloan would always say the toughest game to play in a road trip is the first game home after a road trip. Uh, just getting back into the groove of things. Is, is New York a team that Maybe Jazz fans should be concerned about? Uh, not on paper. What do you look at them? You, you see what they've done with their record and things like that. They've even had like their coach fired in the middle of the season, like, and that's never good for an organization. <laughs> but no. for some reason, like, I just can't shake this feeling. The Knicks are coming off from playing the Lakers. A lot of their players were pretty scrappy in that game, and a lot of flagrant fouls involved and things like that. For, for, for some reason, I just think that this one might get away from the Jazz. I wouldn't want to see it that way because, you know, I'm a Jazz fan. Um but, you know, you're right. Like, in the past couple of games, it always seems like the Jazz have always had to go into clutch time and things like that. And they've managed to pull them off, which I think is great because, you know, that's good experience for the playoffs. But it's against teams you really don't want to see them go down to the wire with. No, no. I, it, that's what's been weird is that, yeah, the offensive offensive efficiency is, like, way up. Yeah, we're the like last, the number one three-point shooting team in the league. Last that's couple awesome. of weeks. But defensively, that's what surprises me the most about this team right now is that they're letting these teams score. It's like, we don't care. Not that they don't care, but we are better uh, offensively and we're just going to outscore you. And that that's a Houston Rockets mentality. That's not a Utah Jazz mentality. Right, seems exactly. Odd. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy because, you know, Quinn Snyder has always been like defense leads to points. You always get that defensive turnover. You know, you get a fast break dunk, things like that. And so it's weird to see how this Jazz team has kind of done a 180 on their whole team strategy and have gone towards the more offensive skill, then we're going to lock you down on defense. Well, so far it's working. They've won 11 out of the last 12. Uh, This is a New York team that uh, you said they were pretty scrappy, maybe too much so in their last game. Um, 
some some antics on the court with this New York Knicks team that uh, jazz players need to be careful, watch their heads a little bit. Yeah, totally. I mean, if a guy's giving you trash, I know I'm probably talking to Joe Ingles here right now. Don't give it back because, <laughs> I mean, we've seen when the Knicks play the Lakers. I mean, some of these players are not afraid to get down and dirty. And um, I, I can't remember the players' names that were involved. I think it started with a P. I think it was Porter. Anyways, this this Lakers player was going in for an easy layup. You know, he really shouldn't have been doing anything. And this Knicks guy, I think his name was Porter, he just takes a shot to the head. He just swings his arm and just goes for the head like he wasn't going for the ball at all. <laughs> and so as, as a fan, I don't want to see that happening to my team. And so, you know, just kind of talking to the players like, hey, don't get, don't get too scrappy with these guys because they will swing and it's not cool. Uh, they kind of hung with the Lakers for a little bit, but then the Lakers blew them out in the second half and won that game by 30 points, 117 to 87. Um but uh, that was kind of a scary game for the Lakers. Anthony Davis went down, got got hurt. Looks like he's it's not going to be too serious, but he's going to miss some time with that. But right. uh, still, um, yeah, this is a New York t- Knicks team that R.J. Barrett, you know, he's a, he's a rookie worth paying attention to, worth watching. But there's some there's a coaching change midseason. This team's trying to figure out who they are. Um, but uh, New York is currently ten and twenty seven. On the year, they've only won five games on the road. So, Jazz uh, not wanting to give them number six tonight in Salt Lake City. But this continues that stretch of games where the Jazz are facing really pretty bad opponents or lower than average opponents, and uh, to keep getting that, uh, getting those wins to keep their position in the Western Conference. But they're still just like a game out of second place, which is crazy. So they got New York tonight, and then it's uh, Charlotte on Friday. Again, the two teams that they should be able to take care of business and make it 12 or 13 out of their last 14. So, anyway, that's coming up tonight. It's pregame coverage for us on the Utah Jazz Radio Network starting at 6.50. Tip off at 7. Just like- I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. New coaching hires are always exciting, but you have to be careful not to jump to conclusions. Think of how many times a team has won an introductory press conference, and then they go out and lose on the field. The Giants surprised a lot of people by hiring a Patriot assistant coach, Joe Judge. The countless media reports on coaching vacancies barely mentioned him. Of course, all the great coaches started somewhere. John Harbaugh was a special teams coach in Philly before taking over the Ravens as their head coach. He won a Super Bowl and currently coaches the best team in the NFL. Andy Reid was a quarterback's coach in Green Bay before he took over the Eagles. Mike Tomlin had just one year as a defensive coordinator before the Steelers hired him. We never know how these things will work out. Maybe the Giants reach for Judge. Maybe he's the real deal. We'll find out when the Giants are back on the field. Before that, anything you hear or read is mostly just speculation. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.